Chapter 30, Promises Sitting at the desk in her room, Akko googled like she never googled before. Phrases like, Diana Cavendish phone number, and Diana Cavendish personal phone number, populated the search bar over and over again, but the information that turned up wasn't exactly what she wanted, none of them seemed to belong to Diana. Akko had even tried to dial a few of the numbers that came up. The first one belonged to a cranky Scottish lady, the second one went to voicemail that was recorded by a child, and the last one resulted in an automated message saying that the number no longer existed. Akko had tried Diana's old number first, but unsurprisingly, it didn't work. Even Akko's number had changed over the years. She sighed. Maybe I should just settle for an email. No. Akko toiled internally. I, Otsuko Kagari, am way more resourceful than that. And so with that courageous declaration, she decided to invoke a special move, a pro-gamer move, some would say. Diana Cavendish, personal phone number. Aha, wait, zero results. Akko was perplexed, until she realized her typo. Diana Cavendish, personal phone number. She hit the enter key with extreme prejudice. 149 results. There we go. But after going through the three pages of search results, none of them were more definitively Diana's phone number than the dubious results she found with her previous queries. Akko swung around on her chair in frustration. When her chair stopped spinning on its axis, she faced the window. It was a surprisingly beautiful day. The brightness of the sun seemed to make the green of the small park outside of her window radiate. The sky was clear blue. Well, it was almost clear, if it were not for tiny plane in the sky that was painted with the colors of the English flag. Wait a minute, Akko racked her brain. She felt uncomfortable, as if the answer was right in front of her. It was like an itch that she just couldn't seem to scratch, no matter how close her fingers got. English. England. Ugh, there's got to be a connection. Akko folded her arms across her chest as her eyes followed the plane with a look of irritation that one might have for a fly. England. That word floated around in Akko's thoughts to the point where it seemed to lose its very meaning. England. Engel. Hannah England. That's it. Akko realized that Hannah would surely have Diana's personal contact number. In her excitement, she immediately picked up her phone from her desk and opened her messaging app and... Wait, she halted. If I get Diana's number from Hannah, then surely Amanda will know. And she would definitely have opinions about Diana reaching out to me again. Akko knew her fiery friend enough to know that she'd receive a piece of Amanda's mind within minutes of her finding out. So instead, Akko decided to contact Barbara. 10.03 Akko, hey Barbara. 10.05 Barbara, oh hey Akko, what's up? 10.06 Akko, would you have Diana's number by any chance? 10.06 Barbara, um. 10.06 Barbara, WTF. 10.06 Barbara, why would you want that? 10.07 Akko, uh. 
1007 Akko, I swear it's okay. 1008 Barbara, I'm not reassured one bit. 1008 Akko, kind of a strange story, but Diana actually emailed me first. 1009 Barbara, oh fuck. 1009 Akko, yep lol. 1009 Akko, my reach exactly. 1010 Akko, PLS don't tell anyone yet. 1010 Akko, but I think Diana and I should have a talk. 1011 Barbara, yeah lol you could say that again. 1011 Barbara. Five years ago. 1012 Akko, ha ha. 1012 Barbara, that's the saddest ha ha I've ever seen. 1013 Akko, but yeah. 1013 Akko, can you help a sis out here? 1014 Barbara, okay fine, but you have to tell me everything afterwards, you swear. 1014 Akko, okay. Yes. Akko felt a sense of triumph as Barbara sent her Diana's personal phone number. That is, until the initial feelings of victory were washed over by a wave of nervousness. Oh fuck, Akko panicked. Oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck. I'm about to call Diana, and she might pick up, and I might hear her voice again, oh god I don't know if I can handle it. Akko paced around in her room for several laps before she stopped. She inhaled deeply before exhaling. Of course I can handle it. It's like I've been preparing for years. All those times I've imagined talking to Diana. It could go badly and I might get hurt again, but even so, I'll still be here. I'll still be fine. And plus, I have a good feeling about. Akko's finger accidentally slipped onto the big green call button on the screen of her phone. Shit. I'm not ready yet. A ring. She could barely stabilize the phone in her shaking hand. Another ring. What if Diana knows it's me and she doesn't want to? And another one. Akko was contemplating to cancel the call to end her torment before she heard a familiar voice. It was still as soft and melodic as she remembered, like a beautiful song that she would find herself wanting to hear over and over again. Hello, it's Diana Cavendish speaking. Her voice was polite, yet it carried the subtle authority of someone who was used to dealing with people at a surface level on a regular basis. Of someone who led. Akko's breath stopped. Or maybe her heart did. Or both. She would have never thought that she would live to hear Diana's voice again. It was almost silly what such a trivial aspect of Diana could still do to Akko after all these years. But of course, to Akko, it wasn't trivial. No part of Diana was trivial. Hello. Diana called again. There was a slight irritation in her voice that one could only hear if they had spent a long enough time around her. I'm afraid I'm a little busy, so please state your business and how you found this number, or... Um. Hi, Diana, Akko said in a shy voice. She wasn't usually a shy person. Akko heard an almost inaudible gasp from the other end. A moment later, Diana spoke. Hey Akko. Is that really you? Her voice was quiet. 
A breathless whisper. Why yeah. It's me, Diana, Akko said as she chuckled nervously. Mirthlessly. Is this a bad time? I, uh, can call back later. If you want, that is. No, no, Diana quickly responded. Not at all. Akko heard a distant voice from the other end, as if someone was speaking to Diana from several meters away. Diana, are you coming to this meeting? Diana's voice came out muffled. It was clearly not intended for Akko. I. There was a pause. A moment of silence as the other person waited for Diana's answer. No, came Diana's muted voice. There was a firm resolution in it. No, I don't think so. Can you do me a favor and let the board know that I have an important personal matter to tend to? The meeting will be fine without me, surely. Diana, wait, I think you're supposed to be driving this meeting, the muffled voice sounded a little panicked. Then cancel it for me, Chloe. Akko heard an unconfident affirmative before she heard a door close. It was followed by quickened footsteps that led to the opening and closing of another door. I'm so sorry about that, Akko, Diana apologized with a hint of urgency. Is she out of breath? I had to respond to something. That's, uh, that's all right, Akko said awkwardly. You know, I can really just call you back later. This is more important, Diana said firmly. Wow. Akko was speechless. She had no idea how to respond to that. The silence that dragged on seemed to have made Diana uncomfortably self-aware. Ahem, she cleared her throat, not because she needed to, but rather it was a subconscious attempt to break the awkwardness that had only served to make her feel even more embarrassed. H. How have you been, Akko? I've been, all right. What about you? Fine, Diana responded, perhaps too quickly. She reiterated in a quieter voice. Just fine. I'm just curious, how did you get my personal number? I asked Barbara for it, Akko admitted, before her voice dipped towards uncertainty and asked, I hope that's all right. I'm not trying to overstep your boundaries or anything I swear. Oh no, that's perfectly fine. Diana was quick to reassure. In hindsight, I should have included my number in the email I sent you. The email. The thing that started this all, Akko thought. But then she corrected herself. No, it wasn't the email that started all of this. It was merely one event in an innumerable chain of events that had led the two of them to this point. Was the origin the moment Akko stepped foot in the Indie Game Expo all those years ago? Or was it the instance that she had unwrapped the video game that her parents got her as a child? Or perhaps it was the moment that she was born, and that she had always been fated to arrive at this exact point in which Diana and herself make contact after so, so long. So uh, you played my game, huh? I did. It's beautiful, Akko. I dare say it's the best game I've ever experienced, Diana said with firm conviction. Akko was beside herself from Diana's proclamation. She could feel the stern belief and emotional undertone in Diana's voice.
I guess I've come a long way since I had first met Diana in that indie game expo, huh? Akko pondered. Thanks, Diana. That really means a lot. You should feel proud to have made something like that, Diana said. There was a pause before she continued. That game made me realize what you had been going through over the years. That you were hurting for so long. That I had hurt you so much. That wasn't what I wanted for you, Akko. I will never forgive myself for that. And I know it won't hold a candle to what you had felt, but Akko I am so, so sorry. Diana sighed, before she continued softly, painfully. If I could take all of your pain and hurt and shoulder all of it myself, I would. I would do it a hundred times over so you wouldn't have had to experience any of it. Akko could feel herself getting emotional. The feelings were flooding back. I. I'm going to be honest. I really wasn't in a good place after you left, Diana. Picking up the pieces and putting myself back together was really hard. I ran away from everyone. My parents. My friends. It just, for a long time, it felt like nothing mattered and that I wouldn't feel joy ever again. Oh God, Akko I. Diana's voice quivered. Her heavy breaths could be heard across the line. But it did get better. As my life got slowly back on track, the pain kind of faded. It was still there. It is still there, but at least I can see colors now. I can feel happiness again. Akko chuckled softly. I'm not sure if that made you feel better or worse, but just know that I'm okay. I really am. And that you don't need to feel bad for me. I'm. I'm really glad to hear that from you, Akko, Diana said, in an intonation that was more akin to acceptance rather than relief. You're a stronger person than I am. But you've been through a lot of it too, haven't you, Diana? Akko asked warmly, empathetically. You've given me a glimpse of your perspective with your game. And I think I understand. You've suffered. Diana's voice was strained, as if she was fighting to keep it even. Yes. I've always known that it was going to hurt for me. And I delved into that hurt willingly. All these years, I've carried it and felt it. It never left me. I felt almost as if I was connected to you through it, as silly as it sounds. I wasn't even sure whether I wanted to let it go. She took a deep breath before continuing. And I could have gone on like that for decades. To the end of my life. I could have died an unhappy woman, as long as I believed that you were living your best life without me. But then I played your game, and it shattered the hope that was carrying me through my days. There was a long silence. In that silence, they breathed. And reflected. And felt. They were honest with each other. The silence in the aftermath was the significance of their mutual vulnerability. I don't think you need to feel that way. What do you mean? Diana asked, the bemusement clear in her voice. An improvement from self-loathing, in Akko's humble opinion. What happened has happened. There's nothing about our experiences that you can change, Diana, Akko said in a firm tone. There wasn't the slightest hint of capitulation.
And even if you could, you shouldn't. Those experiences, whether I liked them or not, shaped who I am today. And I like who I am. There was a pause, before Diana chuckled. I'm not sure how I feel about myself, but that's a really mature and beautiful way of seeing things. I think I, too, very much like the person you are, Akko. Akko giggled. Thanks. There's a girl with blonde hair and tea-green streaks that you should thank for that. Akko, Diana began in a serious tone, I got rid of my highlights. Akko's heart stopped. D. Diana. I, Y, okay, no that's fine. It's fine. I bet you look just as gorgeous as you always did like it's not like I can't imagine you without your streaks or anything. Akko's rambling stopped when she heard a dam break. Diana could no longer hold back her giggling. I'm just, I'm just kidding, eh Akko? After all these years, it was still Akko's favorite song. The melody from Diana's chuckles resonated with something inside of her. After the laughter slowly faded, they felt lighter. I'm wondering. Akko, do you still live in the UK? Diana asked. Huh? Yeah I moved back to Blytonbury from Japan fairly recently, Akko answered simply. What's up? I was wondering whether you would like to meet up sometime. Diana said, before quickly adding, only if you would like to, of course. I understand if you don't wish to. I think I would like that, Akko answered with a smile. The warmth from the smile could be felt by Diana from the other side of the line. Normally, the passing of the morning would feel unreasonably quick to Akko, as if the hours of the day conspired to escape her awareness. But these last few mornings had always felt unbearably long. Applying Akko's knowledge of propositional logic from that one computer science course she took many years ago, she concluded that therefore, the days hadn't been normal. Or at least, she thought that was how logic worked, it had been a long time after all, and theory retention was never something that she was good at. But even without theory, Akko knew that things weren't normal. No, they were far from normal. Because Akko was going to be catching up with Diana. In person. But it wasn't today. And so Akko's restlessness grew. After all, she was really excited about seeing Diana again, after so many years. But she was also nervous. What would she look like? How would she look at me? Would it be awkward? Could it end badly? What if it goes really well? What if? Akko leaped into her bed, performing an acrobatic twist in midair, and landed on her back. Ugh, I can't stop thinking about it. She was fidgeting and pacing so much. She had even checked her step count on her phone last night, and to her surprise, she had hit nearly 20,000 steps that day alone. Akko felt her phone vibrate. She reached for it and sat up immediately. 11.34 Amanda, yo. 11.34 Amanda, down for lunch. There was a slight disappointment that Akko felt. Her overactive brain had thought that a certain someone had messaged her. 11.35 Akko, YUP. 
11.35 Amanda. Sick. I'll see you soon. Akko was rather glad that she could go for lunch with Amanda. A welcome distraction from her restless mind. And so she made her way out of bed and out of her apartment. Being outside made her feel immensely better. She had felt a little cramped inside of her apartment, but she had been too busy thinking about the amazing and frightening fact that she was going to meet up with Diana later that week to do anything about it. The train ride to the city was short, and so was the walk to the office building that housed the media production company that Amanda worked at. As she approached the entrance, she saw Amanda and Hannah wave at her as they exited out of the sliding doors. Where are we eating today, guys? Akko asked enthusiastically. Amanda turned to Hannah and asked, What do you feel like, babe? H.M. Let's go to that little Turkish place. You haven't been there before, right? Hannah asked Akko. After receiving Akko's chirpy nope, she said, Good. Akko walked with the couple side by side as they led the way. Small talk ensued, and Akko heard all about how Hannah was tempted to edit the godawful script that she had been given herself. It was a relatively short walk before they reached an easy-to-miss restaurant that was squeezed in between a travel agency and a bar that could have been mistaken for a pub. The sign above the door printed, Aroma of Istanbul. Entering the restaurant, the trio took a table near the back. There were only half a dozen tables at most. Akko wondered if Diana would enjoy Turkish. Hey, Akko. Amanda called for friend's attention with furrowed brows. H.M. Akko hummed as she met Amanda's concerned gaze. Ah. Amanda looked at Akko, before directing her gaze towards the jug of water that was suspended in the air by Akko's hand. You've been holding that for like a minute now. Are you gonna pour or what? Oh, sorry. Akko apologized sheepishly before pouring water into her friend's glasses followed by her own. Hey, uh, are you alright? Amanda asked awkwardly. Akko looked at Amanda with puzzled eyes. I'm good. Why do you ask? Well, you know. The frisbee incident the other day. And now this. Is something bothering you, Akko? And don't say no. Ah, crap. Well. Akko began, not knowing how she should continue. I guess, but it's not really bad. It's kinda good, actually. Hannah raised her eyebrow. Like what? Sorry guys. I'm not ready to tell anyone yet. Oh. Amanda turned to Hannah excitedly. Oh. Akko has a girlfriend. See. I told you she's gonna be slaying so hard. What? No. Akko looked mortified. That's not it. Of course not, Amanda winked. Hannah placed her hand in front of her lips as she began giggling. Guys. You don't have to tell us now, Amanda said with a smirk. But when you do, just know that we're very ready to hear about it. Akko pouted as she picked up the menu and held it in front of her reddening face. They ordered their food shortly after, 
and Akko spent the rest of the hour doing her best not to crack under the pressure to wipe Amanda's shit-eating grin off of her face by dropping Diana's name. If it was any consolation to Akko, however, the meal was delicious. And despite being on the receiving end of Amanda's teasing, having lunch with her friends was still a much-desired reprieve from the full-blown mess in her head that she would have to return to afterwards. 1912 Diana. I'll be there at 2 p.m. See you soon, Akko. 1913 Akko, you too, smiley face. Akko looked at the message on her phone as she walked at a brisk pace. She looked up, just in time, to avoid colliding face first into a street lamp. It wasn't usual that Akko was early for something, but she wanted to upstage Diana for once. Maybe to show her that she's changed in some way. That she was a mature lady now, seasoned at the game of being an adult. But mostly, it was just that Akko couldn't sit still. How could anyone sit still in the advent of something that they had only envisioned in their mind, something that they thought wouldn't be possible? As Akko reached the familiar park, one that held the memories of many important events in her life, she wondered where she should position herself for Diana's arrival. They hadn't agreed on the exact location to meet within Leon Park. But this hadn't been the first time that Akko had this dilemma before. She recalled back to the first time that she had ever met with Diana in this park. It had been near a particular bench in the heart of the park that they had found each other once before. So Akko made her way towards that old bench. Except when the bench came into her view, there was someone sitting on it already. Someone in a cream-white blouse and blue jeans with blonde hair. Akko's heart skipped a beat. It really was like seeing a ghost from her past. A ghost who was still as beautiful as ever. After a moment, Akko did her best to steady her nerves and resumed her steps. Diana. Her voice wavered slightly. That had startled Diana. She turned towards Akko, who made her way towards the front of the bench. Hey Akko. You're rather early. Not early enough to beat you I guess, Akko pouted as she wrung her hands behind her back. Diana raised an eyebrow. Did you want to race me here? Kind of. Akko answered without certainty as she scratched the back of her neck. I dunno. I thought I could finally be earlier than you for once. I guess that hasn't changed after all these years. She shrugged. Diana chuckled softly. I guess not. Akko felt butterflies in her stomach from seeing and hearing Diana chuckle. She missed this. In the momentary silence that followed, she caught Diana's eyes taking her in. Suddenly, Akko felt self-conscious about the white t-shirt and black jeans that she was wearing. She had spent some mental energy in deciding what she should wear, but in the end, she had settled for something normal. Not that she had a lot of choices to begin with. You look lovely, Diana smiled as she met Akko's eyes. Akko was trying her best not to blush. Thanks. You too. She took a seat on the bench next to Diana. Neither quite knew what to say. In the absence of conversation were sounds of children playing in the playground in the distance. 
of vehicles driving along the adjacent road. Of the wind making leaves collide. It was Diana who broke the silence. I really appreciate you meeting with me, Akko, she said softly as she looked down at her lap. It has been so long. And so much has happened. I would have understood if you didn't come. Why wouldn't I? Akko cocked her head as she looked at Diana. I'm not angry with you or anything like that, Diana. Diana turned to meet Akko's curious gaze. Her eyes seemed to communicate capitulation. Sometimes. I really wish you would be. Akko almost wanted to touch her. To tell her that it was fine, but Akko knew that Diana was complicated. She really had things to work through. And so Akko smiled. I'm just happy that you're here. That we're here. Even if it's just for a short moment, I think it'd be enough. Akko gazed outwards to the trees at the edge of the park. I used to think for the longest time that the time I spent being with you wasn't enough. That losing you was the end of my one shot to true happiness. But actually, our time together was a gift. Or maybe a seed that grew to have changed my life in ways that I could have never imagined. That seed is now deep inside of me, and it'll be with me for the rest of my life. And for that, I can only be grateful. She turned back to Diana to see tears falling from her face. Diana was crying. It was the first time that Akko had ever seen Diana cry in front of her. She could hear the uneven breaths threatening to break the last vestiges of Diana's composure. Akko instinctively knew what to do. She slowly reached her arms around Diana's back and embraced her. Diana reciprocated the contact as the tears stained Akko's shirt. Diana's back felt warm to Akko's hands, but they weren't comparable to the heat from Diana's tears. Her ragged breaths soon picked up in intensity, and as she sobbed, Akko embraced her tighter. And so did Diana. She held on like Akko was the only lifeline in a vast and cold ocean. Like she never wanted to let go ever again. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Akko, I'm so, Diana's muffled voice was broken by the sobs that racked her body. Akko felt each jerk with clarity. It was as if Akko herself was crying. It's all right, Diana, she said as she rubbed circles around Diana's back. I'm still here. I'm still here. Akko's voice broke. But she had felt the tears drip onto her own forearm first. They stayed that way on the bench for a long time. Neither was quite sure for how long. But it didn't matter. Time didn't matter. Because if it did, then how could minutes of shared vulnerability ever possibly account for years of separation? When the sobs had ceased and the tears had dried, their contact still remained. It wasn't until a piece of leaf fell onto Diana's hair that Akko broke their embrace. She plucked the leaf from Diana's curls and blew it away from her fingers. They watched as the leaf drifted away. A comfortable silence fell between them. And gradually, they spoke to each other. About the places that life took them. About the details in each other's lives. About things that weren't really important. 
because they just wanted to be in each other's company. It had felt natural when Akko complained about how slow the immigration departments were at processing her visa application, and when Diana expressed her exhaustion at being an overworked CEO. Diana, I don't understand how you can be so smart yet so dumb. Huh? Just delegate more of your tasks to your employees. Akko said with the certainty that the immensely obvious statement deserved. You can't do everything yourself, Diana. Diana sighed. You're not wrong. The hours escaped them as they talked and listened to one another. Akko looked up at the dimming sky above them. Are you feeling hungry enough for dinner? Diana asked as she looked at Akko. I could definitely eat, Akko chirped before she stood up from the bench and stretched. Diana then made a couple of quick calls. One to a restaurant that she had made reservations for, and another to the driver that she had hired for the day. Within minutes, they were on their way to the city. During the ride, Akko expressed her shock at Diana being able to hire drivers for an entire day. When the girls exited from the ride, Akko looked around and became very confused. Ah! Uh. Diana, Akko started awkwardly, why did you take us to a fire exit? Diana smirked. The fire exit is an entrance. Akko could only stare in bewilderment as Diana walked through the fire entrance and up the stairs. She could only shrug and follow. An Italian restaurant. And no phones are allowed inside. Akko was shocked. Diana spoke briefly with the concierge before the gentleman led them to a table for two near a window. There were a couple of candles of varying sizes on the table, which would have been romantic if it were not for the fact they were on every table. Akko found the restaurant to be rather cosy and intimate. And she couldn't tell whether it was actually romantic if it was just all in her head, because she was having dinner with Diana. They spent a little time looking through the menu. When the waiter came around to their table, Diana ordered the restaurant's signature pasta, while Akko ordered lasagna. Diana had also ordered a gin and tonic for herself and the not tonight, honey for Akko. The drinks arrived a few minutes later. Akko raised her eyebrow at the warm-colored drink. So this is not tonight, honey. Huh. She took a sip. The fruity sweetness embraced her senses. Um. I like it. Diana smiled. I thought you would. She took a sip of her gin and tonic. Back when we were together, I had planned to take you here. Perhaps for a special occasion. Well. Congrats on your success. I'm here now, so you've done it, Akko said playfully. Better late than never, right? H.M. I believe you're right. Diana appeared to be in deep contemplating as she nursed her drink. Akko studied her faraway gaze, tracing the features on her face. I want to know what's on your mind, Diana. If you'd let me. Akko I. Diana's blue eyes met Akko's crimson. I've had a lovely time today. With you. It's the happiest I've felt in a long time. Just being near you. Akko didn't know what to say. 
And I don't want to ruin it with what I have to say, but I can't. I feel an obligation to tell you. What is it, Diana? Akko asked. She tried her best to hide her nervousness. Diana slid her hand under the table to retrieve a small black box. She opened the box to reveal the familiar pedant that Akko hadn't seen since they had separated. Akko's heart stirred at its sight. It was pristine, as if it had sat in a time capsule all these years, waiting patiently to meet its maker and recipient one day. I've never stopped having feelings for you. Oh? Diana continued. They didn't even fade with time. And being with you today, I can't pretend that I don't feel it as strongly as ever. Then, I think I should be truthful too. I never stopped, either, Akko admitted. She held Diana's gaze as if their souls communicated directly, in a language that only they knew. I don't think they'll ever go away. And I don't think I'd ever want them to. Diana smiled softly at Akko. It was as if everything she had ever wanted, ever needed, was in front of her. Akko. She called quietly, almost a whisper. Would you like to try again? Their gazes held each other's eyes in a way that imparted their pure sincerity. Akko searched for something within Diana's eyes. She had found it. Akko reached for the pendant that rested snugly in its box. She took it out and held it in her hands. It was cool to touch her. She met Diana's eyes yet again and smiled. Akko gently reached over and placed the pendant around Diana's neck, brushing her blonde locks over the string as she did so. When Akko had finished, she admired how achingly beautiful Diana looked as she sat in front of her, wearing her gift, and waiting anxiously for an answer. I would very much like that, Diana. The smile that Diana gave her was one that Akko would never forget. It was the smile that communicated the untold affection that Diana had always had for her, even when they were apart. It was a promise that things would be better this time. It was hope. Before any other words were uttered between them, the waiter returned with their dinner. They ate in comfortable silence, basking in the most important thing in their lives that they each had been separated from for so long. When they had finished, Diana had paid the bill and Akko had promised that she would pay for next time. Because they knew that there would be a next time. Diana had said that it was a sweet, but unnecessary gesture. Akko insisted otherwise. When Diana's ride had stopped in front of Akko's apartment complex, she walked Akko to the front entrance. So, Akko started as she turned around from the door to meet Diana's eyes, I'll see you again. Diana smiled. Yes. Absolutely. I do need to go back to Edinburgh now, but I'll message you. You better. Akko didn't know what it was. Perhaps instincts. Or was she mirroring Diana? Or vice versa? She slowly leaned in. And so did Diana. And they shared a soft, chaste kiss that only lasted for a moment. They exchanged promises of meeting again, not farewells, as they parted. Chapter 31, Our Stories Figures Graphs 
trends, walls and walls of distilled information that was barely human readable. But Diana pushed on anyway, because she needed to understand the minute details and updates surrounding the operations of her company. Even if that meant reading a 50-page report compiled by every division at an hour when her employees would start leaving work. The analysis was good. It was excellent. But that didn't mean it wasn't a chore to get through, even for someone as prudent and detailed as Diana. From the corner of her vision, Diana saw the screen of her personal phone light up, accompanied by the vibration of her desk. She reached for it, passed her work phone, and saw that the notification was from a certain brunette. She quickly unlocked her device. 438 Akko, hey hey. 438 Akko, you're busy. 439 Diana, yes. Did you need something, Akko? 439 Akko, yeah you could say that. 440 Akko, I'm trying to make a salad. 440 Diana, Akko, stop. 440 Akko, but I need a cabbage. Diana facepalmed. But as she did so, she couldn't fight the smile on her lips. Not that she would want to, of course. 441 Diana, you're incorrigible. 441 Akko, bold of you to assume that I know what that means. 441 Akko, but thank you, love. 442 Diana, I'm actually going to go back to doing some work now. 442 Diana, talk to you later, alright. 443 Akko, okay. 443 Akko, but I'm gonna hold up to Diana. Mark my words. 443 Akko, don't work too hard. 444 Diana, no promises. Diana placed the phone back down on her desk. She sighed and stretched her neck before standing up, as she decided that she would need another cup of tea to get through her final task of the day. She left the confines of her office and strode to the kitchen nearest to her. As Diana made her tea, she realized something that she hadn't noticed before. She was making her tea slowly. Leisurely. She was comfortable. Diana didn't feel particularly rushed. She didn't feel like she had to dedicate every second of her day in the office towards productivity. She had felt this way once before. Many years ago, she had been with Akko during their days at Luna Nova. It was a strange thought that, all these years, Diana hadn't just been separated from Akko. She had been separated from herself. After Akko was gone, Diana had lost any guidance in her life that could keep herself in check. There was no one to tell Diana that she was allowed to take a step back and just breathe. It was yet another revelation to Diana from being with Akko again. She was having such revelations almost daily. She had always known that Akko meant so much to her, but being around Akko again, Diana realized that her own understanding had barely scratched the surface. Without Akko, I wouldn't be me, Diana thought. I would be someone else. Someone who only existed to wait for Akko to save them one day. It was a little dramatic, and even Diana could see that, but after over half a decade of separation, 
she figured that she could afford being a little dramatic. And in some sense, it was true. Being with Akko gave Diana a life that she wanted to live. A life that didn't serve to fulfill a lifelong obligation, but one that was deeply meaningful and filled with warm, fuzzy joy. Being with Akko made Diana selfish, because she was finally realizing that she wanted to be happy, and that maybe she deserved to thrive towards that happiness. But it had also made Diana selfless, because she would do anything to make Akko the happiest person in the world. And whenever she would do something that would make Akko smile, she felt a spark inside her that could carry her through the harshest of wintry nights. She would feel more fulfilled in those moments than anything she had ever done in the name of her family's legacy. Diana looked upwards from the kitchen bench to see the glass walls of a meeting room. In the faded reflection of herself, she saw the slightest, softest of smiles. A subtle arch of her lips that communicated contentment, something that she hadn't felt in a long time. With her cup of hot black tea in her hand, Diana walked back into her office and resumed her reading. After a few minutes, Chloe stopped by to tell her that she was going home, and that Diana shouldn't do any overtime tonight. I won't, Diana promised with a smile. See you tomorrow, Chloe. Somehow, I actually believe you for once, Chloe said as she turned to leave. Have a good one, Diana. Chloe was good at her job. She needed to be able to pick up details quickly and reported directly to Diana. Thus, combining those two facts together, it was not at all surprising that she had noticed some of the subtle changes in Diana as of late. Diana resumed reading the report for what had felt like only a few minutes to her, when her phone vibrated again. She reached for it. 5.34 Akko, okay it's later now. 5.34 Akko, where's my cabbage patch princess? 5.35 Diana, still in the office. 5.35 Diana, I, haven't finished my work yet. 5.35 Akko, I guess it just means that you still have a job tomorrow. 5.36 Akko, EA. 5.36 Akko, seriously though, go home. 5.36 Akko, plea. 5.38 Diana, I'll start packing. 5.38 Diana, talk to you soon, Akko. 5.39 Akko, ya tilde. Diana locked her phone screen and stood up. She closed her laptop and placed it into her bag, before setting the report that she had been reading into her secure locker. Leaving the office at a relatively normal time was still a rather foreign concept to Diana. It made her feel weird. Almost a little unpleasant, because it was not the lifestyle that she had been living for the past couple of years. But for Akko, Diana would gladly change so much more of her life if it meant being able to experience it with her. Diana woke up that morning feeling giddy. Most days, it would take around five or so minutes for the grogginess to dissipate. While that would seem rather short for most people, it was significant to Diana, because she had never been someone who slept in throughout her life. But over the last couple of years, her tiredness in the mornings was just one of the ways in which her exhaustion from being the leader of a large company had manifested. 
that manifestation was more prominent during the weekends, when she would sleep at least a full hour more than she would during weekdays. But not today. When she awoke, she felt almost instantly energized. She simply could not stay in bed. Because it was a Saturday, a day in which she could go see Akko. And hence, she would. Diana got out of her bed and walked into her bathroom. After washing her face and brushing her teeth, she spent some time tending to her hair, combing through the blonde and green curls that she knew Akko liked so much. As she did so in front of the mirror, Diana noticed yet another detail about herself that had changed recently. Her eyes. They didn't seem so tired anymore. They didn't seem as old as they were before. After Diana had finished, she returned to her room to change into her casual clothes. Which, after a frustratingly long time, ended up being grey slacks and a black blouse. Diana hated how even when she tried to dress casually, she ended up looking like she was about to attend some boring corporate function. Ugh, why am I like this? She would have gone for jeans, but she wore them the last several times she met up with Akko. So Diana had to settle for slacks. This logically meant that she needed to change her top. So Diana sighed and dug through her wardrobe again. She stared at the piece of garment hanging in front of her with disbelief. Fine. She unbuttoned her blouse and set it on her bed before she reached for it and pulled it over her head. A plain white shirt. Grey slacks and a plain white shirt. Maybe my coat will help. And a light grey coat. My wardrobe is atrocious. Diana thought bitterly. After making the heavy compromise, Diana made her way into the kitchen, where she boiled water in her kettle as she microwaved a blueberry muffin. She took her light breakfast and tea to the dining table and sat down before she pulled out her phone. 817 Diana, good morning, Akko. 817 Diana, I should get there around 10 am. 820 Akko can't wait see. 821 Diana, oh, I'm surprised you're awake so early. 822 Akko, was just really excited lol. 822 Diana, so am I, smiley face. 823 Diana, see you soon. 823 Akko, soon. After Diana finished her muffin, she rinsed the plate and fork and placed them into the dishwasher before dialing her driver. By the time her ride had arrived, Diana had finished her tea. Good morning, Miss Cavendish, the driver greeted her as she approached the car. Nice to see you, Winston, Diana said before entering. After she was inside and her seatbelt was strapped on, the car started. Diana was getting used to the landmarks, that she would pass on her weekly journey to Blytonbury. The grasslands, the wind turbines, the forests. The ride usually took a little over an hour and a half, of which the entire time, she would spend silently gazing out of the window. Being with Akko again was a gift. An invaluable gift that Diana treasured.
but still one that she struggled with feelings of guilt. That she didn't deserve a second chance. It was there every time, she was surprised by a detail in Akko's life that caught her off guard. Because they were reminders of the years in which she wasn't a part of Akko's life. Years in which Akko gradually grew and changed. Every little incongruity between the woman who Diana was with now and the girl who she had been with over half a decade ago caused aches in her heart. Even being with Akko now wasn't enough to shake off that regret, because the stubbornness of time meant that Diana was never getting those years back. And it was my fault, after all, Diana thought in resignation. Could I ever make up for the pain that I had caused her? Diana didn't know. The rational part of her told herself that it wasn't something that she should worry about, because if she ever let herself be affected by the guilt then it would hold her back from being the person that would be worthy of Akko. But she couldn't help it. Sometimes when Akko would catch her staring out into the distance, or at Akko, lost in her own thoughts, Akko would ask, Whatcha thinking about, Diana? And Diana, momentarily startled, as she was made aware of how long she had been in her own head, would respond with, nothing in particular, or, just work-related things, sorry. Akko's smile would ever so subtly falter for an instant. The look in her eyes seemed to be doubtful. But a second later, there would be no trace of the previous instance, as if it were only Diana's rogue imagination. But no, Diana would know that she had seen it. The conflict and uncertainty in Akko. As much as Diana was loath to admit it, there was a chasm between them. The chasm of a past that was too large to ignore, one that Diana was afraid that a misstep would lead to them falling into its endless abyss all over again. Yet, despite the complicated feelings of inadequacy that she felt, Diana was okay with things. Because a second chance was still a second chance. She would do her best to not let her insecurities show, because she didn't want to ruin this for the both of them. While the car waited for the traffic lights to turn green, Diana spotted a shop on the opposite block with a sign that read Pisces Floral. Sorry Winston, but would you mind if we stopped at that flower shop after the lights? Diana asked politely. No problem at all, the driver replied. After the car was parked alongside the curb, Diana exited the curbside with a promise that she wouldn't be long. The driver kindly insisted that she should take her time. There were colourful batches of flowers lined up against the walls outside of the shop. But upon entering, Diana had felt as if she had entered a vibrant universe hidden from the grey of the outside world. The incredible expanse of flowers and petals that populated the interior of the shop could almost convince her that she was in a room where everything was made out of flowers. Sunflowers. Lilies. Rows of hydrangeas forming a spectrum of colours. Dozens and dozens of flowers with beauty that were striking to Diana, yet she could not name them. She slowly moved across the standing space in the store, appreciating and contemplating over every flower she stood over. Each flower seemed to have a personality of its own, and equally as beautiful as every other. When she had finally managed the impressive feat of contemplating over every single flower in the shop, a considerable time had passed. Other visitors had come and gone with bouquets of flowers. 
It was only after a second lap around the shop that Diana resigned to ask the florist sitting behind the cash register. She was a short girl with long blonde hair that seemed almost as long as the modest, navy dress she wore. She seemed to be listening to music through her headphones as she scribbled away into her leather notebook. Diana stood awkwardly in front of the cash register, waiting for a sign from the girl that she was aware of her presence. After several uncomfortable seconds, Diana cleared her throat. Um. Excuse me. Yes, the girl responded without looking up or ceasing her writing. Diana was slightly perturbed at the curt response. I was wondering whether you could help me with picking out flowers for a gift. I'm afraid that I'm not particularly knowledgeable in this domain. Gift for whom? Um. My, my G-girlfriend, Diana said sheepishly. She could feel warmth in her cheeks. The girl looked up and looked at Diana for a moment. Although impressively, her scribbling did not as she did so. She then looked down and continued writing for a moment, before sighing. She set her pen down and jumped off of the stool. Diana wordlessly followed the girl to a corner of the store populated with soft pink peonies, dark red roses, violet tulips, carnations and various other flowers that Diana couldn't name. The girl then proceeded to pick a couple dozen flowers, with no discernible pattern, at least to Diana's eyes, and formed them a bouquet and handed it to Diana. That'll be 30 pounds. After Diana had tapped her phone to the card reader and thanked the girl, she left the store and entered the car again with an apology for her lengthy absence, to which the driver had politely insisted that it was fine. During the ride, as she held the bouquet, she could not help but be bombarded by the sweet aromas. The tulip in particular stood tall, almost booping Diana's nose. Its scent was almost honey-like to her. Not long after, Diana had reached her destination. She thanked the driver before the car left. As she walked towards the front entrance to Akko's apartment, she felt a little nervous. She looked down at the sizable bouquet she carried with her arms with uncertainty. When she arrived at the front door, she tapped Akko's apartment number on the intercom. Diana knew how this worked. She would hear Akko's excited voice over the intercom before. The door unlocked itself. Diana was nearly startled. She looked around her just to check that there was no one else around. Did Akko do that? After debating with herself for a few seconds, she decided to enter the apartment complex. She rode the elevator to the third level and walked to the front door of Akko's apartment and knocked. The door opened instantly. Diana. Akko greeted me enthusiastically. Hello, Akko. Did you unlock the door for me before? Yup. I figured it was you so I didn't even check. Oh. Are those for me? Akko pointed at the bouquet. Akko, please check next time. And yes, indeed they are, Diana said with a sheepish smile. She offered the bouquet to the brunette. I hope you like them. These are really pretty, Diana. Akko received the bouquet gratefully with both hands and took a deep inhale of the scent. She seemed to approve, before meeting Diana's eyes. 
There was a subtle unsure look in Akko's eyes that made Diana hesitate. Say, Diana, Akko began softly, you know you don't have to bring me gifts, or anything like that, right? I. No. She wasn't sure if Diana was being honest with herself. A part of her really did feel like that she needed to go the extra mile for Akko, in every way possible, including bringing her spontaneous gifts. But Akko wasn't a materialistic person. And Diana knew that better than anyone. Yet despite it all, she couldn't stop the compulsive feeling that she had to do things for Akko. She sighed. I know. I. Diana couldn't finish that sentence. Because Akko's lips surprised hers with their soft, warm contact. It only lasted a few seconds before Akko pulled away. Good, she said with a soft smile. Now help me with finding a vase in my apartment, because I have no idea where it is. Diana felt her heart flutter from the contact. She felt warm, and she was in no doubt that she had a silly smile on her face. She chuckled as Akko pulled her inside by her hand. Diana followed as Akko blazed through the crowds. Their hands interlocked, binding them as one. Voices of the crowd echoed in the building. The high ceilings made Diana almost feel like she was in a warehouse. The smell of raw fish was prevalent in the air. Not exactly a pleasant aroma, but what else was to be expected at a fish market? Shortly after Diana had arrived at Akko's apartment, they set off for the city on foot. Strolling to the city together from Luna Nova was something that they had regularly enjoyed many years ago. Diana felt like it was a priceless gift to be granted yet another chance to partake in such simple pleasures with Akko again. The familiar streets hadn't changed in the years that Diana had left Blytonbury. She could almost pretend like the years of separation had only been an unpleasant dream, that they were still students at Luna Nova. Since Akko's apartment was further from the city than the university campus, the walk to the heart of Blytonbury necessitated a train ride to the station near Luna Nova first. In totality, the journey took the better half of an hour. An hour well spent, in Diana's opinion, as she enjoyed listening to Akko talk about anything and everything that spontaneously popped into her mind. Without conscious deliberation, they turned into a quiet street, away from the heavy traffic of the main road. It was a route that they had preferred back when they were students of Luna Nova, because it would lead them away from the noise and smells of the industrious city, and into more intimate backstreets, where they could pretend that the world only existed for the two of them. Oh yeah. I almost forgot, Akko exclaimed all of a sudden. I've been invited to an indie game expo in London in September. This is the first time I've been asked to go to one. That's incredible, Akko, Diana said with a warm smile. You deserve it. Dee, do you want to come with me? Akko asked hesitantly. It's all right if you can't. I know you're super busy and all. I'd love to, Akko. I'll be there. Diana said with the resolve of someone willing to cancel important stakeholder meetings just for her girlfriend. Diana saw the happiness in Akko's eyes before she had even seen the arch of her lips. Their lunch had been in the food court of a shopping mall that was strangely unpopular.
The mall itself housed several niche Asian stores and businesses, but nothing that had wide appeal. Over the years that they had known of the mall's existence, they had only ever seen patrons enter the mall for the food court. And even then, the food court never reached anywhere close to full capacity. And that was why they liked it. They could always find a spot well away from the other patrons. The food was surprisingly decent despite the cheap prices, Akko liked the crispy chicken dish with dried egg noodles from the Vietnamese restaurant there, and there was even a bar as well. Not that they had ever ordered any alcoholic drinks from the bar before, but rather Akko lusted for the homemade lemon iced tea that they served. They had taken their time with their stay at the food court, and afterwards they had headed towards a fish market that they had never visited before. To be honest, Diana didn't really have any clue as to what a date in a fish market involved. Not that she minded of course, because really, she was just happy to be around Akko. Akko saw something that one of the retailers was selling, and turned to Diana excitedly. Diana, have you ever tried baked mussels with stuffings and cheese and stuff? Diana thought for a moment. No, I don't suppose I have. Have you? Nope. Let's try it. Akko exclaimed before rushing to line up near the counter. Diana chuckled. She wasn't too big of a fan of the more exotic kinds of seafood, but she had to admit that she was rather curious. Please don't get too much. I'm still rather full from lunch. Her plea had clearly fallen on deaf ears, as Akko had ordered half a dozen baked mussels. While that integer was small, the size of each individual muscle was not. After receiving their food, they took a seat at a table just outside of the fish market. Akko had been curiously eyeing the muscles in the paper box the whole way. Diana studied the muscle lying in front of her and picked at it with her plastic fork. She had to admit, it looked and smelled rather delicious, as it was coated with a layer of cheese and spices. But she was unsure as to how to go about actually eating it. Should she dig in with the fork? After all, they provided the forks for a reason. But surely she would have to hold the muscle with her left hand so it wouldn't wobble around as she dug into it. That would mean that her fingers would get a bit greasy. Which? Oh God, Diana. Ugh, Akko moaned sensually. Diana suddenly felt, as though she was intruding on Akko's carnal pleasure, and felt a subtle heat on her cheeks. She looked up to see Akko chewing over an empty mussel shell. Did she just consume the mussel in a single mouthful? Diana figured she had done too much thinking over the matter, and stabbed into her food with the fork. Underneath the cheese was the mussel meat, rice and more cheese. She lifted a modest portion to her mouth and tasted it. This is rather delicious, she admitted after swallowing, before digging in for a second scoop. Akko nodded enthusiastically. In the end, Diana could only eat two of the mussels. Despite eating the other four, Akko had still finished first. Afterwards, they sat in contentment as they took in the relaxed atmosphere of couples and families visiting the fish market. Hey, Akko. Um? Akko hummed as she turned to look at her. What's up, Diana? 
Would you be interested in visiting the Cavendish Manor with me sometime? Diana asked. Oh. Is that the super rich castle you grew up in? Um. Diana had no idea how to address that. Yes. Sure. Akko said with a beaming smile. That sounds really fun. I'm really glad, Diana said softly before her eyes took on uncertainty. I do need to mention that you might have the displeasure of meeting my relatives, however. I'd love for you to visit my family's property with me and I don't believe they'll make any trouble. Or at least I hope so. Akko chuckled. Don't worry about it, Diana. I think it'd be super cool to visit. And I'm guessing that you want your relatives to meet me, right? Did she? Diana was almost certain that her aunt and cousins would dismiss Akko as a commoner who didn't fit with their lifestyle. But at the same time, she felt a strange need for formality to validate that Akko was more than worthy of having her and that Diana wasn't at all ashamed of Akko and keeping her away from her relatives. It seemed silly, even petty, to Diana. Yet somehow, she felt like that it was something that she wanted to do. Letting Akko into the Cavendish Manor would be to give Akko yet another part of herself, and Diana wanted to give all of herself to Akko. I guess I do, Diana smiled softly. I might not get along with my aunt and cousins very well, but they're still family to me in some strange way. And if there is some ugliness in my blood, then, maybe you should see that. Akko smiled reassuringly. Yeah, maybe I won't get along too well with super borgy old ladies. Or maybe we'll hit it off, who knows. But that's normal, right? Like I can't promise that you'll like my parents too much when you meet them in person at some point, but I'd still want that. I do too, Akko. And you're right, Diana said. I'd love for you to accompany me for a visit to our estate. Would a weekend sometime next month be fine? Yep. I mean, you're the one with a stable job. I'm not going anywhere, Akko chuckled. They stayed for a little while longer before they decided to head home. Right as they started their journey back, Akko saw one of the other visitors purchase a large salmon from a retailer. In an instant, she became determined to lug one back with her for dinner. Dinner had been a wonderful affair, the kind that she had very little of throughout her life. Up until the age of 17 when Diana had enrolled into Luna Nova, her meals were made for her by Anna. When she lived with Hannah and Barbara, they occasionally cooked together, but Diana mostly prepared her own meals. The years after that, Diana can barely remember ever sharing meals with other people. So when Akko had suggested that they cook dinner together, Diana had felt her heart flutter at the words. She was very keen for the opportunity. It was strange to think that something that Diana would have otherwise never thought about would bring her so much joy. And Akko was fun. Diana, you're stripping the carrots. Akko exclaimed with a mischievous glint in her eyes. Diana looked down at what she was doing peeling carrots, and looked back at Akko to see the mirth in her eyes. She gave Akko a faux disapproving look before bumping into Akko's hip with her own and giggling. 
So despite the fact that preparation and cooking took over an hour, it felt quick to Diana, and she would have gladly settled for at least another hour. And of course, the food was delicious. Akko had always been a shockingly intuitive chef, and that hadn't changed over the years. Even though she had admitted that seafood wasn't something that she had much experience with, the salmon turned out rather nicely. The almost mathematical nature in which Akko had applied the spices had really made the difference to Diana's taste buds. After dinner had come and gone, the girls decided to settle for putting on a movie and relaxing on the couch. But there was a problem. Akko had no idea what to watch and where to watch it. After all, Akko had never been a fan of signing up for streaming services and had often instead opted for sailing the seven seas whenever the occasion arose. However, that was usually an endeavor that took her a couple of hours and doing her best not to click on links that might contain viruses. She explained the rather awkward and last-minute dilemma to Diana. Diana couldn't see the problem. I could just pay for a subscription that we can both share, Diana suggested nonchalantly. Akko's eyes widened at the suggestion. D Diana. It's, it's not something I want to bother you with at all. Diana smiled. It wouldn't be a bother. I want to do this for you. For us. Because I want to spend time with you, Akko. It would make me happy if you would agree to let me do this small thing for you. Akko thought for a moment before she nodded slowly. Okay. Thank you so much, Diana. I promise I won't waste the subscription, and I'll watch everything on there so you get your money's worth. Diana only chuckled in response to Akko's antics. After she paid for the subscription through her phone, Akko connected her laptop to the TV and opened the streaming service. Various genres and movies were on offer, but they both agreed that comedy would suffice for the night. Diana could swear that she heard Akko mutter, we'll save horror for next time. One of the top movies under comedy was called What We Do in the Shadows, apparently a mockumentary about vampires sharing a flat in New Zealand. The sheer absurdity of that description had piqued Akko's interest, and she played it with a shrug. Diana had to admit that the movie was rather humorous, and that the accents of the actors on screen were very endearing. The movie was not particularly lengthy, but Akko had greatly enjoyed the experience. After it had concluded, she asked if Diana was down to watch another. It was barely past nine, and neither had wanted their night to end yet. Diana did wish for stories. But rather than a movie, Diana had other things in mind. She had wanted to know more about Akko, about her story after they had separated. Their personal journeys were a topic that occasionally entered their conversations, but they had never dove too deeply into the matter. For Diana, it was because she was afraid that she would be digging up wounds that were buried. But if they had been buried, then why was she still afraid of them? In the moment that Akko's eyes were on hers, waiting for a response from her, Diana decided to push past her insecurities and be a little courageous. Because it was worth it. Actually Akko, do you mind if we just, talked? She asked with a voice that was softer and more vulnerable than what Akko had probably been expecting, 
as Akko nodded and closed her laptop before crawling back under the warmth of the blanket on the couch. Sure. What about, Diana? Diana took a moment to formulate her sentence. If, if you're willing, I would like to hear about everything that I had missed from your life. Apologies if it would be painful, and you definitely don't need to if you don't want to. But I'd like to hear your story, Akko. Akko's eyes widened slightly at the request, but they relaxed with the soft smile on her face. I don't mind, Diana. But only under one condition. Diana perked up. Oh? That you tell me yours too. Diana smiled. Deal. Akko extended her hand as an invitation, and Diana took it and shook. Akko leaned slightly towards Diana, as she relaxed, and began to tell her about the years during which they had been separated. They talked from the evening to the early hours of the morning. Until they had eventually fallen asleep on the couch.